you turn with me to John 13, 34, and 35, maybe many of you, I think many of you have memorized this. Well-known verse on love. John 13, 34, and 35. We are beginning uh, a series, and we'll go back and forth on this. Uh, Rodney will be sharing sometimes, and, and I'll be sharing some on the one another's of the, the scriptures. John 13, 34, and 35. This is the living, inerrant word of God. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another, as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this all will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. Now this uh, is the first, as I mentioned, in the series of one another's, and there are about 10 verses in the New Testament, or maybe, maybe a few more than that, which say something about loving one another. There are quite a few. In fact, it's the largest group of the one another verses. And the first question I would ask is, well, what is a disciple? It says here, uh, all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Well, the Navigators, which Sherry and I were in, it's a parachurch international ministry, uh, which focuses on training disciples, uh, making disciples, they call it. it was a, they defined a disciple as a person who was willing to, uh, seeking, someone seeking to know and to serve our master, Jesus Christ, and who was willing to be disciplined uh, in doing so. And they weren't kidding about discipline. And discipline is a, the same base word as disciple. And uh, that is part of being a disciple, being disciplined by the master and becoming like the master. And the primary way in which the world knows that we are disciples of Christ is how we love one another. It's very clear here. We, we relate with the love of Christ. And do they see that growing in us and as radically different than the love the world shows or gives? You know, our love for one another is one of the defining characteristics of, of a Christian disciple and the characteristic most observed by the world, or not. You know, the world may say it doesn't see that sometimes because they've come to expect it to some degree. Now, of course, their view of love is warped by sin, and without the spirit of love in them, they cannot fathom. Certainly, God's uh, divine love is agape love. And we're talking here about the Lord's definition of love, certainly not the world's. Agape love is sacrificial in ways which the unregenerate, the unsaved, cannot know because it's known by the way in which he loved us first. It is empowered by the Holy Spirit and it's um, lived out for the glory of the God of love. Now, granted, we often fail at this, right? But it should be a growing characteristic in us by the grace of God. If a Christian's love for other Christians is not growing, then it's fair to ask, is that person a disciple, a learner, a person de dedicated to knowing and serving their master? Is the first in the list of the fruit of the Spirit in that person? Well, I'd like to read with little comment, most some anyway, of, of the other verses on uh, loving one another uh, besides this one in John 13. And uh, may the Lord convict us uh, even now if we are not walking in the Spirit in loving one another. 1 Thessalonians 4, 9 and 10. But concerning brotherly love, you have no need that I should write to you, for you yourselves are taught by God to love one another. And indeed you do so toward all the brethren who are in Macedonia. But we urge you, brethren, that you increase more and more. So he's saying right here, God is teaching you. You have evidenced the love of God, and yet he prayed that that would increase more and more. John 15, 12 and 13. This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this than to lay down one's life for his friends. So the Lord's commandment is to show sacrificial love as he did for us. 
Romans 12.10, be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love. That's a little different, but it's still, we are called to uh, exercise that kind of love also. 1 Thessalonians 3.12, and may the Lord make you increase and abound in love to one another and to all, just as we do to you. And so Paul's again praying that this love would increase and that, in fact, it would abound. And uh, we pray, and the session prays often, that that would be the case in this congregation. May it be so, Lord Jesus. 1 Peter 1, verse 22. Since you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit, in sincere love of the brethren, love one another fervently with a pure heart. So it's talking about being fervent in our love. It's not hidden. It's fervently lived out. In 1 Peter 4, 8, it also uses the, the word fervent. It says, and above all things, have fervent love for one another, for love will cover a multitude of sins. Now, fervent means having and showing intense feeling. And actually, the, the, word, the actual meaning of the word talks about glowing or burning. It's intense. It's that kind of love. 1 John 3, and there are a number in 1 John related to love, loving one another. In this, the children of God and the children of the devil are manifest or, or made clear. Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor is he who does not love his brother. For this is the message that you heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. 1 John 3, 23. And this is his commandment, that we should believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he gave us commandment. 1 John 4, 7, and 11, 7 through 11. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. In this, the love of God was manifested toward us that God has sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God abides in us and his love has been perfected in us. So if if God so loved us by sending his own son to die for us, how can we not also do the same, brothers and sisters? Second John 1, 5, And now I plead with you, lady, not as though I wrote a new commandment to you, but that which we have had from the beginning, that we love one another. And this is the command, actually, from Leviticus 19, at least one of them, uh, verse 17. You shall not take vengeance nor bear any grudge against the children of your people, but you shall love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. And then finally, uh, a verse we have already read in the time of confession. The lawyer asked Jesus, Teacher, what is the great commandment in the law? And Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. I don't know how it could be much clearer that this is a commandment, brothers and sisters. Greg Bonson said it this way, as we walk before the unbeliever, as we walk before them in the world, the thing that makes us different is our submission to the word of God. Our lives and thinking are founded on scripture, while the essence of the unbeliever's life is rejection of the revelation of God. We have his revelation. It's very clear. We're called to love one another. So our love for one another and obedience to his command uh, defined and revealed who was a Christian at the time of the Lord on earth. It defined who was a Christian at the time of the giving of the law, and it still defines who is a disciple of Christ now. Christ-like love for one another should be more and more manifested among us as his children. 
And that unity of love is certainly represented in the table, the Lord's Supper, which we are reminded, uh, where we're reminded of the Lord's sacrificial love for us and of the unity that we have as his children and that we're able to grow in true love for each other because we are united in him and indwelled by his Holy Spirit. So let's come before the Lord, rejoicing that we are able to love one another by his grace. Let's pray. Father in heaven, teach us to love as you taught the Thessalonians to love, and may we increase and abound in our love for one another and testify to the world that we are loved by you and that we love you and we are your disciples. Help us to understand more how much you love us and so love each other in that way. Forgive us for being selfish or hard-hearted and help us to fervently love each other from a pure heart. And we ask this as we remember the sacrificial love of the Lord Jesus Christ for us. And we pray in his name, amen.